Hello, listeners, and welcome to Retrospective Replay, Episode 3, a serialized podcast taking an in-depth look into video games. This is Resident Evil 4. My name is Ian. With me tonight is Michael. Hello. Hello, Ian. How's it going? Good. How are you? Yeah, fine. Good. Great. Amazing. Amazing. Never, never better. This super, is super fantastic. Super fantastic. This is the best I've ever been in my entire life. Cool. <laughs> this is the pinnacle. It's all downhill from here. Oh, it was, it was downhill many years ago. Um, I'm just on the, I'm just on the, the, the straight and narrow to death, one foot in the grave. <laughs> Are you having a midlife crisis? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm probably due one about now, to be fair. What is midlife? Well, what's average life expectancy now? 86 years old for a man. Is it? I think so. That seems a bit ambitious. Oh, let's see. Average life of man. UK, 81.2 years. 81.2. So that would put you at like 40.6 it's okay, a couple of years after. <laughs> Great. Australia is 82.9, though. But there's more things in Australia to kill you. Yeah, it's true, but what doesn't kill you make you stronger, I suppose. Yeah, like a funnel web spider. I don't think they kill you, can they? Funnel web spiders? They do kill you. They're really poisonous. It's not the Black I, Widow. I thought the Black Widow was a really poisonous one. I think oh. a funnel web spider is worse. Funnel web spider. The Australian funnel web spider toxins... Many different toxins are found. Uh, although extremely toxic to primates, the venom appears fam- fairly harmless to many other animals. All right, okay, so yeah, apparently they are quite toxic. Yeah, we're primates. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. Crocodiles, box jellyfish, sharks. Blue ringed octopus. Kangaroos. Yeah, kangaroos are, are mean buggers. I didn't realize they are. They Kangaroos are. are the big ones, aren't they? Like they're the ones that are like six foot three and full of muscle. Yeah. Um, which 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 obviously makes it sound like what was that song? Was it like Men in Hats or whatever? Men at work. Men at work. Yeah, men at work. We come from land or I come from land down under, isn't it? Yeah, six foot three and full of muscle, something like that, isn't it? Like Brussels, like um, Jean Claude Van Damme. Like yeah, but he's not six foot three. Yeah, no. But wasn't yeah. the men in men men in hats? What well, didn't they do the safety dance? That's the safety dance. Men at work is I come from a land down under. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just when I said men in hats, I was thinking like, oh, this is going very well for a radio game podcast. Men without hats, not men in hats. It's men without hats. And it's, what was the other one? Men at work. Men at work. Men at work without hats. Complete health and safety nightmare. Depends on what kind of work they're doing. Well, that's that. Uh, yeah, I suppose so. You don't just, need a hat for all kinds of work. You don't need. You don't need a hard hat for a programmer. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, there must be a link between this and and gaming. Um. Probably. Like. Like. I don't know. Any famous Australian games? Anything set in Australia? Oh, I'm gonna have to start googling famous Australian games. Uh, Rent a Hero. Never heard of it. Cursed Mountain? Nah. Uh, Whale's Voyage? Nope. <laughs> oh, Crash Bandicoot. He was from Australia, wasn't he? 
Yeah, maybe he was. I think Crash Bandicoot is Australian. Oh, there hang on. I've put, I put Google's correct, corrected my bad spelling to Austrian. Oh, you put Austrian. Okay. No, no, it corrected it Austrian. But I misspelled Australian because my microphone is in front of the keyboard and it gets very hard to type. Uh, so let's say Australian um, AFL Evolution, AFL mm-hmm. Challenge, AFL no. Premiership. So it's all just Australian football games. <laughs> Pretty much. Check if Crash Bandicoot is Australian. Is Crash. Or, or, or I remember in The Simpsons they did a kind of a, a, a yeah, you know, a mock right. and it's like, oh, a dingo's eating me, stealing your baby. Crash Bandicoot nationality Australian. There you go. There you go. That's the link. Okay, that's the link. Crash Bandicoot is Australian, not Austrian. Um, and he didn't eat a baby because he's not dingo. What a great game. Is he a dingo? No, no. he's not. He's a. It, it's a, he's a bandicoot. It's a bandicoot, isn't it? A bandicoot's yes. actually an animal, isn't it? Yeah, but there's an episode of Simpsons where Lisa pretends to be sick off school and then she's playing a crash bandicoot and it's like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Okay, then. Should we move on? Yes. More than 10 minutes of, well, not 10 minutes, but, you know, five minutes of with weirdness. Let's see. Socials. Twitter, at Retro Replay Pod. Facebook, Retrospective Respective Replay Podcast. Gmail, Retrospective Respective Replay. Gmail.com. Should I, should I even still read that out anymore? Should I just stick with Twitter and Facebook? I'd just stick with Twitter and Facebook. Okay, I'm going to drop it from next week. But we're still always contactable on it. So, patch notes. We talked about last week, was it possible to skip the cutscene with Vitoris Mendez, Queso Grande? And it is skippable. If you don't go back into the bedroom... Then you just go downstairs and you leave, and that's it. You don't see it. Okay. I don't know if it changes the game, but I I, I went back there, and and it's totally skippable. Can I say something, actually, talking about patches and that, but we haven't talked about the HD. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Because it's totally different since we replaced it last time. Yeah, so the HD. So we both downloaded and installed. It was a big download. Um, I think I downloaded the uncompressed version. I think it was like... 38 meg, 38 gigs or something? 37 gigs or something, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'll just show my BitTorrent because they, they shared via BitTorrent. Uh, yeah, it was 37.48 gig. And as yeah. of right now, there is 500 seeds and uh, 200 peers. So obviously a lot of people a lot of people downloaded it. I'm going to close that now. It's not seeding the uh, kills on my bandwidth. So yeah, like, what, what's your first impressions of it? It's like a totally different game, to be honest with you. It's absolutely, I think it's fantastic. I mean, the, the game we're playing is a HD remaster of Resident Evil 4, so it, it looks okay, but this Resident Evil 4 HD project is just, you know, it replaces all of the game's textures, models um, with high definition. They've put like seven years in, in, of work into it. Um, so, yeah, I think it's really impressive. Yeah, um, what I did was I ran a playthrough on YouTube side by side and played through a little bit, five minutes of it or so at the very start of the game. And the differences are just completely... It almost it, it brings the game 10 years into the future graphically, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It's, it looks like something that... I mean, it, it wouldn't be out of place. I mean, you know, it's a, it, it, you saw the age of it when I was playing it without the HD mod in it, but now yeah, I, I wouldn't... It's not out of place with a with a game from maybe three years ago or something. Yeah. I mean, I'm saying 10 years in the future. I'm probably talking 10 years compared to how it looked on the PC previously, which looked better than did on the GameCube. If I had a put a GameCube playthrough up 
and then compared to this, I think the difference would just be completely night and day. Yeah, the other thing as well, what they did, and, and I was reading about it, they, they, the people who did this mod, they went and tracked down lots of the locations and the, the, the objects that um, Capcom had used um, for the game's textures. And uh, I think went and took that source material and put that into the new um, uh, textures and whatnot. So, you know, writing on doors, handles, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's just insane, the level of detail they've gone into. And this is a free, you know, it's a free project that they've released it for free for people you know they've asked for donations i mean um i've given them a couple of quid because it's it's definitely worth it oh i didn't realize i was asking for donations i think i might do the same myself to be honest um i think i'll do the same myself and i'll put the link in the description in case anyone wants to again download it and maybe donate a couple of pound couple of dollars if that's what you want to do uh, yeah. but i mean it's absolutely it's a, a fantastic you know it, it's a fan-made love of the game kind of um project i guess a, a labor of love if you like yeah so i think that's that's quite cool well if you look at this their total expense cost lifetime to date is fifteen thousand four hundred and forty dollars and their total donation so far is unfortunately $16,100. So they're less than $1,000 into profit for seven years of work. Yeah, but it's only released last week. So hopefully as more people kind of, you know, get to see it and, and, and maybe download it and to hear about it, they might, you know, might pick up. Yeah. But sometimes people do things. It's not for the money. We do this podcast. We don't make any money out of it. No, the, that's true. No, they clearly haven't done it for the money. Um, and, and I guess a lot of that is, well, a lot of it, if you're looking at it, is software and hardware costs. There's $10,000 nearly is hardware and software cost, um, yeah. which obviously they get a benefit from in their, their personal lives, I suppose, when you think about it. But, I mean, you know, they've still probably put in, I'm assuming, thousands of man hours into this. Yeah, so it's the time that's gone into it. But the, but the difference is it's like night and day. It's insane the amount of diff- how how better it looks. Yeah, it is. It's absolutely fantastic. Uh, yeah, yes, nothing much more to say really. I mean, you know that. Well, okay, a little bit. Um, did you notice like the lighting is better? Like you can see rays of yeah. light coming through like windows and things. It's just they've got an FOV slider, so you can increase the field of view. That's yeah. why I find that's just amazing as well because it's really kind of up close to the original one. Yeah. Just like spreads it out a bit and you can see it just makes the game feel feel better. Yeah. You could do that with that other patch that I linked you last time. You could actually, but you had to open the config file and do it manually, oh, which yeah. was a bit of a pain. But this, you just literally start the game, hit F1, opens up the the tweaker menu, I think it's called. Um, and then you can make a couple of different adjustments to the game. Don't think it's like a it's like a cheap menu or anything, but it's it's like you say, it's, it's FOV and a few other things. I've not really had to play around with it yet. Um, I just wanted it to look. I just wanted the mod on to look yeah. better. Pretty cool. Yeah, and they have a Twitter page, and I, I see that they're followed by somebody called Red Respective Replay Podcast. So, that's oh, I, I hear they're cool guys. <laughs> I hear they're the coolest guys. Yeah. yeah. Wait, wait, we are still in chapter one three, I think, and we saved in the merchant's shop. Yeah, underground. Yeah, underground. So, door back, climb out, and then when you get to the top, hang a right, and you go through a door to a new area. Uh, there's a little shack on the right, but then 
if you you know a couple of items as always in these shacks maybe a snake i can't remember um but as you there move was on snake, yes. was it yeah it's another qte boulder so i'm assuming this one it didn't cause you as much pain no because i it was patched mm-hmm. when we get to the bottom when we get into control so obviously you've bashed the buttons to sprint then dodge uh we get to the bottom spin around and there was a spinel in the cliff face so now we're down at the bottom um and we're in this area and it's like a long sort of kind of thin almost like a like a valley kind of thing like really thin valleys yeah. got high walls but there's lots of water and there's a few kind of bridges i don't even call them bridges or piers really but they keep you have to keep jumping off the pier into the water and then back up to the next pier and there's a lot of enemies and there's a lot of snakes in the water actually isn't it and, and many many traps uh yes so there's um i didn't find that there was a lot of snakes when i did it i think i saw about four which I thought was quite a few for swimming around the water. Okay. And whenever we get attacked, we get new music now. We get Ganado 3. And in the center, there's, oh, did you have your treasure map by this point now? Yes. Right, so did you manage to collect the antique pipe in the middle? Yeah. Okay, good. So there's a bird's nest in the middle on a tree. Shoot the bird's nest and it drops an antique pipe. Must be lots of magpies around. Magpies, yeah, they're the ones that collect shiny things, don't they? Yes. Also named for Newcastle football team. So now there's, there's not a lot to say really apart from that. So just push on through the wooden doors into the next area. And this is an uphill rocky mountain path which forks off right to go back down to a house or up to the top to a lookout point looking over the lake. And when we get to the top, we get a very small cutscene. Leon gets out his binoculars and looks over the lake. And he sees a small boat in the middle with two Ganados inside. And they take the body of the second police officer that we saw and they throw him overboard. They then start speaking Spanish, don't they? And they're saying, uh, Vamanos, Andale, Andale, Andale? Is that pronounced Andale? Andale. Vamanos, Andale. Um, like Speedy Gonzalez. But of course, <laughs> it just means um, like... Hurry up. It's just, yeah, va- Vamanos, is that like hurry up? And Andale is like, it's like uh, come on. I think so, something like that. I'm yeah. sure maybe some, if Spanish listeners are listening, they'll correct us in the past. Yeah, please correct us. Please correct us. We could, we, we would love that, to be honest. Uh, so as they take off, the body is in the water, and then something massive comes out of the lake, and it swallows up the body. Back to gameplay. If we spin around, there's a red herb hiding in the bushes, and then we walk back down the path and go off to the left fork towards the house. Again, another bird's nest halfway down, and it's a gold bangle with pearls inside. Assuming you got that now, since you've got the yeah, map. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a shack on the right, and that's got some yellow herbs in, which I save for when I want to heal. And then we move down to the house, like the boathouse, I suppose you want to call it, we could call it. And then there's a typewriter on the side, so save because we're about to hit our first boss. It is the first boss, right? Yes, the very first boss. I was surprised that it took this long to get to a boss. I mean, I suppose I'd call the um, chainsaw guy the uh, Demi boss, maybe because he's quite tough. Yeah, yeah, I suppose you would, but not not like not a true boss, not like this is. You leave the boathouse onto the boat. When you check the map, you can see you have to move to the bottom right where the destination is. You start using the boat to go forward towards the destination. Eventually, this triggers a cutscene where the boat is going across the lake. However, something huge is just swimming under Leon. Uh, just then, the 
El Lago, which it's called the El Lago, which is Spanish for the lake, isn't it? So yeah, no, it's called Del Lago. Del Lago. So like Del Boy. <laughs> Del Lago, I think, is still is the same thing. I think it's of the lake. It emerges out of the lake and nearly causes Leon to fall over. The music Del Lago starts to play. The boat's anchor then falls off into the water and catches the Del Lago and then it starts to pull Leon along. So it gives us gameplay again and we have to fight the Del Lago. The boat is equipped with harpoons and you basically have to throw harpoons at it as you're getting dragged along. But the problem is that it can pull you into debris yeah. and it'll knock you off the boat and when it does you get a quick time event so you have to smash the buttons as it swims up to try and eat you and you jump back in the boat when you hit it with the harpoon it starts to bleed and it bleeds more and more and then sometimes it comes out of water and it just knocks you straight off I don't know if you had that happen well yeah no that happens I mean there's a couple of things the first thing you can still control the boat even when he's dragging you along so you can avoid the debris yeah you can try yeah, yeah. um when you when he's going along when he's pulling you along you throw harpoons and hit him in the back yeah but then when you do that then he turns around and then he goes under water and then you you might be able to hit him I think there's red arrows will show you what direction but then he swims towards you and his mouth's open and you have to throw a harpoon into his mouth and if you miss that he knocks you out mm-hmm. I got knocked out a couple of times by that yeah because I missed the harpoon I did that a couple of times as well then I think finally after you hit him a few times it's then stationary, isn't it? And you get the red arrows on screen to show you where it's coming from. And you have to throw the harpoon into its mouth. When you eventually get the harpoon in its mouth, you throw harpoons into it and then it retreats back. And when Leon thinks it's all over, he has a look down and the rope is then getting shorter and shorter. Well, you know, it's getting pulled out of the it's getting pulled out of the boat, but it's wrapped around his leg and it gets tight on him, and then you get a small quick time event where he pulls his knife out and he has to chop the rope and you've got to hit the button. And I assume if you don't, I should really hit see what these uh, death screens are. Um, but I'm assuming if you don't, you get pulled under the uh, under the yeah, water. Yeah, I'm assuming yeah, you get pulled down with the dead dead leg off. Leon then uh, controls the boat again and he heads off towards uh, the other side of the lake, the destination. It shows us, it's basically all a cutscene. You don't control it back, do you? No. No, no, it does it for you. Um, then he gets back to a house and he's in pain and he's coughing up blood and he stumbles into a cabin and then you know he's in a lot of pain and he just passes out on the floor and we get chapter end so scores hit ratio i have 83 chapter 83 total i have 80 for this chapter and i have 83 in total okay so So i think it's the 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 lago that got me with missing shots yeah not surprised. It can be quite hard to aim that reticule on a pad, I thought. Uh, enemies killed, 55, chapter 151 total. You have more than me now. You had less the last time. Yeah, I did, yeah. A couple less. So I have 51 and 130. Died zero. I died zero. Total, yeah, one total. You know, a sneak peek for the next couple of episodes. I did die at some point, so that, that will start to increase. I did die as well. Next time. Oh, okay. Probably in the same place as me, I bet. Maybe. I'd, oh, no, 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 because you said, no, you haven't played that far yet, I don't think, have you? You've only played mm. until the next, until yeah. the end of this, yeah, no. Okay. Well, so yeah, it's, for next, okay. it's for next week is when I died, so. All right. So chapter two, one starts. Leon comes around inside the cabin, and now it's night. He begins to have a seizure as a result of some parasites within his body. 
black veins start to show up on his arms and he starts to sort of like freak out that he wakes up from a nightmare and gets a call and it's Honigan. And she tells him it's been six hours since our last transmission. I was getting worried. And then he tries to flirt with her. I mean, honestly, what is with this guy? He's literally just like, he was just really ill. And he's woke up and he's like, don't you mean you are lonely? Yeah, I mean, that's complete. It's, it's completely, the, the context or the tone is completely off. Because, you know, he's had battled this big giant fish that tried to kill him. Then he fell into a cabin nearly dying. Then he had this dream about where these whatever virus or something was inside of him and he had all this veins coming out of his head and and then he wakes up and then she rings him and then he's like nothing happened he continues he was feeling dizzy and that he must have lost consciousness Hunnigan questions that and says maybe it has a connection to what the village chief was talking about Leon tells her that he doesn't know but he's all right now and needs to continue his mission so we resume and we can hear the rain and the thunder outside the cabin it's actually quite soothing in a way isn't it yeah, no, I thought the weather effects were quite cool as well. Um, there's a few items, ammo, in here, but there's a, an anonymous letter. And it says, there is an important item hidden in the falls. If you are able to get it, you might be able to get Ashley out of the church. But I'll warn you, the route to the church isn't a walk in the park by any means. They have deployed what is called an El Gigante, so Spanish for the giant. So God bless about what's going on in your body. If I could help you, I would. But unfortunately, it's beyond my power. So that's obviously the talking about the parasites from the injection. And obviously, it's been talked about a couple of times now by uh, Mendez. Yeah. And I think just Mendez has mentioned it now. It's so far, hasn't he? Yeah. yeah, I wonder who wrote the letter. Because uh, he obviously knew he was there and passed out, and they wrote it while he was passed out. Yeah, I guess so. And then left it there. Mm. Yeah, because they obviously they specifically talk about him. Well, right now it couldn't be two characters that we saw, right? So that would be Luis. Yeah. Or the woman the, in the pink dress. The woman dress. in the red dress. Ah, milk was a bad choice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you click on the bed, he goes like, man, it's dirty. I don't suppose that's a lot of his concerns, but we have to move yeah. outside. The rain gets louder and harder, and it's very dark. If you look at the map, you see there's a new merchant shop on the lake with some treasure. So did you make a detour? Uh, I tried to drive over there straight after I killed the Del Lago, but no, before I killed Del Lago, but it was closed. Ah, okay. So I knew that it was something. So when I when afterwards, then I went back and yeah, I went there. Yeah. So you went there, and it's a merchant shop, as I said. So we get to pay him a visit, and there's a couple of barrels around the shop, a few items. Are you not going to do an impression? Uh, I did an impression last week, but then there was nothing new for sale. I noted. I don't believe at this point. No, but I really wish I'd bought a rocket launcher. <laughs> well, you've, you've got the next chance. I've got loads of money now as well. Have you? How much do you have? I have like 75,000 because I oh. sold all the treasures that I found to, back to him. Right, okay. Except the ones that you that I, that you, that you can upgrade. And did you go back for that beer stein? No. That's no? too short. No. Okay, I'll you, go back there at some point. You, you will go back there at some point for the game, so you'll get a chance to pick it up then. Just remember. What we can do now is we can move some boxes and go up on the top of his shack. And up there, there's a green gem. And that goes into the elegant headdress. Oh, wait. Hold on a second. What? Where was this? On top of his building, his little shack. Of the merchant? Yes. Oh, I did not. Oh, wait. Did I find that? No, I don't think so. Was it on the treasure map? Yes. Oh, I must not have noticed it. I just didn't think of it where the merchant was there. Damn. You might you might be able to go back there, I don't know. I'm not sure if you can use a boat with Ashley, though. 
All right. Okay. One way to find out. Yeah. And then what you can do is you can drop into the shack from the top and some extra ammo down there. At this point, I sold a few items actually myself and I upgraded my shotgun to the max, which, because I just figured it felt it was getting a bit weak. Uh, maybe it was a waste of money. I don't know. Cause it'll get replaced at some point. Yeah, I thought I didn't have an upgrade at anything now because you said uh, we're going to get better weapons. Yeah. Well, I played this before that. I mentioned that anyway. You know, I played this about three weeks ago now, four weeks ago. So I sold him the Punisher as well. Did like you? I sold it him and bought back a normal handgun. All right. Okay. Well, you'll be buying the better handgun soonish. Right. All you do now is you leave and you go back to where we were and we go through a door in the next area. And a small cutscene where there's a Ganado walking towards us and his eyes are red. The music, Noche, which I think is Spanish for night. Yes. Um, which is very similar to night in Russian, which is Noche. And then suddenly his head explodes and something comes out of it, which is like, um, actually, there's a, there's an anime that I've seen. It looks like a squid. It does look a bit like a squid um, called Parasite. It's called Parasite, actually, the anime. I was just about to Google it, but I remembered. It takes a very similar form in Parasite as this does because these, like, um, these parasites, if you want to call them that, they turn into sort of axes, don't they? It, turns, it, makes, it shapes its head like a blade and starts to whip around trying to cut yeah, you. Yeah, and it can get you from distance. It can get you from big distance, but you wouldn't have come across it yet but I think you do it's a mechanic I remember you can kill them instantly with a flash grenade uh, throw a flash you... grenade and it'll blow them up they'll blow them things up instantly which is always good to know okay I just aim for them in the head yeah but it, it can take a good few bullets on it yeah I saved my flash grenade for I was saving them for bosses right okay well yeah it'd be good for bosses but sometimes you might hit a point where you've got to kill like three Most of these of things them. at once okay. so it's worth throwing a flash at that point and for our trouble, we get 5,000 pesetas. And then there was a second Ganado, so you take him out, move on as well. But I think this one, did that one explode for you as well? No. No, that one did for me. So we move on, and we hit a dam. And the dam has got, like, it's got concrete barriers that you just kind of hop over, don't you? Because there's water yeah. running in the middle. And there's nothing, if any, any real noteworthy here. So we just run on down, and that takes us to a cliff face where we can abseil. Well, you can see there's a dam in the background. Yeah. A gate that needs to be dropped, but... Can't do it right now. So we need to abseil down the cliff, and when we get there, I think there's, like, one guy down there. Yeah. I shot him from the top, to be honest with you. I got the rifle out, and I shot him from above. I did the same. I took out my rifle and shot him from a distance. Ah, good, because I was looking from the top. I was like, can I see anybody? And I could see his legs or something, so I shot him. He had red eyes as well, so I shot him in the head, and he didn't turn into one of those squid guys. I think they've all got red eyes at night, maybe. Oh, maybe. Okay. Down here, there's, it's like a small puzzle almost. There's boxes on hooks, but all you do is you shoot the boxes once with a pistol and they fall into the stream and they come down to create another little bridge that you hop across, just like at the top of the dam. I noticed in the middle there's a, there was a shiny thing in the framework, so in the, like the frame woodwork. You shoot it and it's an amber ring. Did you pick that one up? Yeah. Nice. And then using the newly made bridge, we go up the other side, climb up a ladder, onto a platform, and we pull a lever. When pulled, this changes the flow of the water to cause the dam up top to close. When this closes, it stops the river, which stops the waterfall to allow us to access the cave. As we jump back across, when we get to the middle, several Granados come out. So it's just, you just dispatch them, really, not much to say. They're not tough. Probably just playing on easy. Shotgun, yeah. We move into the cave. Then here we find a round insignia. 
which when taken opens up the door in front. After Leon picks up this insignia, he contacts Hunnigan and tells her that he has an obtained an object that resembles the cult group insignia. And she says, wonderful, head back to the church. Ashley's safety is our immediate priority. So pushing on, going through that door, we're in a cavern with a load of bats and there's a boat in front of us. And it's just a nice shortcut back, isn't it? Yeah, it certainly brings you to the merchant's cabin. Yeah, the merchant's cabin, not the one on the lake, but the yeah. one previous where we saved originally before this episode. And it's a bit of a calm before a storm, isn't it? Because the serenity music comes back on, yeah. but the merchant has nothing new. So nothing to do but climb the ladders, leave, and head back towards the church. However, when we get back to the area with the three shacks, we get a cut scene. When Leon returns, the two exits are closed by Ganados. Then the big double doors where we could hear something previously open up and several Granados are dragging something out on there and they're going like, are they saying like quickly again or Vamos, something on there? Yeah, like, like, yeah. Which is like, come on, something. If someone speaks Spanish, please, please correct us. Then they all lose their grip on the rope and they fall over. Then this huge monster comes out, the El Gigante, and it comes crashing through the doors and starts killing everybody takes a swipe at Leon, but he does this really cool backflip and went into a boss fight. Music El Gigante starts to play. So how did you find the boss fight? I thought it, I found it was easy. I don't think I killed him like you were supposed to because I've read afterwards. I used my flash grenades, so I throw a flash grenade at him, and then he was stunned, Yeah, and then you could just load your shotgun into him. Right. Uh, and then that was kind of, as long as you could run away from him. Um, he hit me once, but that was it. After right. that, I dodged him, and then I flash grenaded him, and then I used a couple of other grenades. I used hand grenades as well, and I used an incendiary, incendiary grenade. Um, but right. every time, so when you'd stun him, and then he'd go down, then you could hit him more, and then that kind of parasite came out to, out of his back. Yeah. And then I just shot at that, and then he'd get up, and then I just went and repeated until right until I killed him. And then my friend arrived, the yes. dog that I had saved. The dog that we had saved. I remember I saved the dog as well on my actual playthrough, so he came okay. back. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I did it probably what is the proper way. I unloaded ammo into him until he took a knee. Then when you approach him, press X. And when the parasite thing comes out and Leon goes on, he hacks at the parasite. He just, he just keeps hitting the button and he hacks at the parasite with his knife. Okay. And then you do three rounds of that and it kills him. All right. I just did it from range. Fair enough. Shot him a while. Yeah. Suppose if you have the rocket launcher, you can kill him pretty quickly. Yeah, uh, I do remember, you know, I was telling you about the Chicago typewriter. I do remember that thing absolutely minces this boss, completely minces it in, like, I'm sure it doesn't, like, 10 seconds. It just goes, bah, 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 and it's dead. It's great. Cool. So after we kill it, um, the giant, he drops 15,000 pesetas, and there's loads of, there's herbs, there's money, there's, there's other things in the shacks. If you go into the shacks... He actually, I'm pretty sure he destroyed the shack, so I didn't yeah. go in them. He did. I went into one and he ripped the roof off of it. Yeah, and he destroys them. Then you can't get to collect the items if he destroys it, which is a shame. Yeah. Well, I, uh, I collected what was in there when I was in there, and then he, ah, nice. he smashed it. Nice. But then he didn't go into any more. Oh, good. So now we move on, backtracking via the wooden walkways towards the church, and the rain has started up again, very heavy, and it's thunder and there's wind. And as we approach the church, I got attacked by these dog-slash-wolf things. Oh, God, yeah, I got killed. You got, I got killed by them. It took me by surprise, and it jumped on me, and I bashed the buttons. 
Well, well, what happened with me is I shot one at the front, mm-hmm. and then I didn't realize another one came around the corner, and then I shook it off with the, the stick, but yep. I was injured. And then my shotgun was out, and then one came around, but one of those squid things came out of his back and whipped me. Right. And, and then I was dead. Oh, my, that's a shame. You're tough. Well, they're not tough if you take out your rifle and get them from far away. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. So what we do now is we have the insignia and we go to the church where we can use it on the door. So we move into the church and there's a bit of money down by the altar. And if you click on the insignias, Leon, you know, the text comes on the screen, which I guess Leon's saying to himself, there are insignias everywhere. I wonder if it's a religion from this region. Not much to do, but find the ladders and move on up. And you get a little action sequence, what you want to call it, where you got to jump on the chandelier. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he's pressing yeah. the button to jump. Yeah. Know, it's not really an action sequence, I suppose. But you jump into the chandelier, then you jump again to the other side to access some light controls for another puzzle. It's a hard one to explain, but there are three lights, red, green, and blue. And this projects red, green, and blue patterns around a center point. Yeah. And what you do is, if you press a button to press a button to mix the colors, they all overlay so what you need to do is spin the red, green, and blue so the overlaid light, which creates white, red, green, and blue creates white light, then creates the insignia shape in the middle. That sound about right? Yeah. Uh, the, 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 there's three discs on the wall of light. There's a red and a green and a blue one. They have different pattern in them. And as you say, you, you, mean, you need to spin them so that when they overlap, the middle is white. And this opens up a way forward to a door. When we open the door, we get a cutscene. Leon enters the room with his gun drawn, and Ashley is there, and she tells him not to come and throws things at him. Leon tells her to take it easy, but she's a bit hysterical, and he tells her to calm down. Everything's going to be fine. My name's Leon, and I'm under the president's order to rescue you. So he calls Hunnigan and tells her that he succeeded in extricating my subject. I didn't look it up. Extricating. Do you know what that means off the top of your head? Uh, freeing, I think. Extricating. Extricate. Yeah, yeah. Free someone. Yeah, from constraint or difficulty. So, yeah. And she tells him, good work. I'll send the chopper right away. Leon asks her what the extraction point is, and she tells him there's another trail that you can take to get out of the village. The chopper will pick you up beyond there. He says, I've got it. I'm on my way. And then we get given the playing manual three. Which just tells you about Ashley. Tells you you can make a hide. You can tell her to stop. You can tell her to follow you. You can use healing items to heal her rather than yourself. Um, I think that goes for yellow herbs as well. She can get carried away by enemies. And if she gets carried away by enemies, you shoot the enemy to let her drop. And I think once they get so far away from you with her over the shoulder, it's game over. Okay. This sounds like it's going to be fun. It's not that bad. <laughs> I mean, yeah. No, we'll get back into the gameplay, and there's a few barrels around here, ammo, herbs, etc. But it's time to leave. And the whole game, the rest of the game, is now an ex- like an escort mission, really. Okay. But you do get to a lot of places where you can just tell Ashley to hide straight away, you know? So she just goes to hide, and you just run around like you would normally would. So it's not, it's not so bad. Some people seem to hate it. Do you remember the, the escort mission in Metal Gear Solid 2? Oh. Was it where you had, or Metal Gear Solid, where you had to... Um, bring Hal's sister yes it's not as God. bad as that 
Oh, that was terrible. Is that way you had to do all that swimming as well? Yeah. She was oh, afraid God. to swim or something, yeah. so you had to yeah. go down and swim and get rid of the water. Oh, yeah, that was awful. What was Hal's nice. sister called again? I don't, I can't remember. She was a pain anyway. But then I feel bad. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Short pause so you can skip 30 seconds. She dies. Emma Emmerich. Was she killed by um, the vamp Vamp? guy? I think vamp killed her, yes. Yeah, yeah. If anyone hasn't played Metal Gear Solid 2, Sons of Liberty, what have you done with your life? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, is it Sons of Liberty? It is Sons of Liberty. It's the second one, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it is Sons of Liberty. Then it's Snakey, uh, and then Guns of the Patriots. Are you questioning my my Metal Gear Solid knowledge? I'm not, no. <laughs> not after you got Iditarod. <laughs> if you haven't listened to the to the quiz, that makes sense if you have. Okay, so I have to leave, and we go down the ladder, but Ashley can't come down ladders, but she can jump down them. And you have to catch her, yeah. <laughs> you know, when I went back, and you go back through the village, I climbed up to the top of the tower, and then she again will just jump down. But then Leon jumps down as well, doesn't he? You can just jump down from the top of the tower and it's really yeah. far. Don't break your legs. So as we go to leave the church, we get a cut scene again. Someone stops them from the altar. And this guy, he's dressed in robes and is carrying a staff. And he's the leader of the Los Illuminatus. Leon asks who he is. And he says, if you must know, my name is Osmond Sadler the master of this fine religious community. Leon asks what he wants, and the reply is to demonstrate to the world our outstanding power. No longer will the United States think they can police the world forever. So we kidnap the president's daughter in order to give her our power, then send her back. Then we see a little flashback of Ashley getting the same injection that Leon did. Ashley says to Leon that she thinks that they shot something in her neck. Sadler continues saying we planted a gift. And it's going to be one hell of a party when she returns to her loving father. But before that, I thought I might bargain with the president. So he wants money, doesn't he? Saying that it's expensive to keep this church up and running. I guess because they've probably got to brainwash people with this purple injection. Yeah. Leon tells him that faith and money will lead you nowhere. (laughs) Tell that to um, Scientology. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe this guy is a Scientologist. Uh, Maybe. And then Sadler says, I believe we forgot to tell you that we give you the same gift. Well, that's a given, really, isn't it? Yeah, you'd think you'd have worked that out by now. Yeah. And Sadler says, I hope you like our small but special contribution. When the eggs hatch, you become my puppets involuntarily. And you'll do as I say. I have total control over your minds. And then he asks Leon, do you think it's this is a revolutionary way to propagate one's faith? And Leon says it sounds more like an alien invasion. And the church doors open into other, you know, uh, monks. What do you call them monks? Guys in robes. Religious ze- uh, zealots. Yeah. Zealots. Henchmen. Zealots. 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 Henchmen. Religious henchmen. Anyway, they've got crossbows with flaming arrows on them. A bolt. Sorry, it's not an arrow on a crossbow. It's a bolt. Um, and then Leon grabs Ashley and they make, like, the run towards the window. The sh- well, the guys shoot the flaming arrows which miss and they jump through the stained glass window landing outside after the land leon asks if ashley's okay and then ashley asks what's going to happen to us leon tells her not to worry we got into this mess we can get out of it and that's the end of the chapter 
do not find it silly that they're just standing outside the window and the guys yeah. don't come to try and shoot them out the window. Completely, completely. Especially because the next chapter starts there and if you just wait, nothing happens. Yeah. Anyway, scores, hits, I got 89%. This one, 84% total. I have 84, this one, and 83 in total. Oh, 1% difference. Enemies killed 14 and 155. I killed 14 and 144. Okay, and died zero still. I've died once there in that chapter. I've died twice so in total. Twice now. in total. I mean, it'll be reporting five, but we don't class them three. No, because that was a problem with the cutscene before yep. I patched it. That's fine. Right. So, anyway, that is the end of the gameplay for this week. Cool. Did you manage to prepare any zombie facts? Yes, I did. In Ooh. Norse mythology, or in Scandinavian stories, whatever you want to call it, um, zombies are called drawer, draugr. Um, and that is, those are the guys there in Skyrim. So when you go into caves and stuff, um, or into tombs, the drawer are the, the kind of zombie guys that fight you. Um, and basically in Norse mythology, um, they were warriors, but when they died, they weren't happy to be dead. Or they weren't happy enough just lying in the in their graves, so they decided to come back and attack the living. Um, and to kill them um, in Norse mythology, you had to cut off their head um, and burn their body and scatter their ashes over the sea. So right. in Skyrim, the, the, the Skyrim's a lot based on, um, or the Elder Scrolls, what Skyrim is based around a lot of its Norse mythology. So mm-hmm. I... I mean, I guess I knew there were zombies. Drawer, but I never kind of made the connection. I was trying to think what other games have zombies in them. Uh, Skyrim does. Yeah. So, yeah. A Draugr. He's oh. a Scandinavian or a Norse mythology zombie. Excellent. Okay. That's a nice fact. Okay. So, to sign this week off, um, thanks for listening. We'll speak to you next week. Good night. <laughs>